0: So first I'm gonna say a few words about the, um, the case, and then I wanted to read the case alone, and then I wanted all of us to read the case together the second time. <clears throat> so uh, in this practice period, we have uh, focused our attention on karma, dependent arising and no separate self it is fundamental to realize the reality of no separate self why is it important to realize this after all we live in a world that reinforces the belief we are separate selves we are so conditioned to believe we are a separate, real, independent entity, that probably the notion of no separate self seems fake and contrary to our direct experience. But then consider the world that informs us as to what the reality of ourselves is, it is a world based on violence, exploitation, and destruction, and intense suffering. So for this reason, at least, maybe it would be a good idea to seriously reconsider the notion of separate self. Ignorance and delusion is one of the three poisons that we live with. We are deluded beings we don't see clearly we live under many false assumptions but we can do something about it we can we're free to investigate this and we're always free to investigate and this is really important that we can do that (laughs) buddha dharma says that the sense of a separate self a separate I, is the central misunderstanding in our lives From this erroneous foundation, our understanding of everything else is askew because what is more essential than misunderstanding what I am, how I and how I am in relation to everyone and everything. So how do you study separate self? You study it by studying our thoughts our intentions, our motivations that arise moment to moment. And notice if they are casting us in the light of separateness, that we're separate from others. So how would it be if we understood the reality of no separate self? Would our focus shift from a near Obsessive self concern to understanding we are here together with all beings? Would we willingly take responsibility for the consequences of the actions of our body, speech, and mind? Would we be able to see the questions before us we urgently need to address? What are we? Where are we? Where are we? What Is there to do here together? Would we better be able to face the urgent crises in our world right now? Uh, I imagine our view, if we did study the separate self, our view would shift. um, When we realized uh, the reality of no separate self and we could really ground ourselves in that, uh, we would... um, Our view would shift. We would glimpse something new to do here, together with all beings besides, desperately maintaining the destructive state of affairs through fear and ignorance. There is a case in the Book of Serenity about the karmically conditioned self and the truth of our original nature. This karmically produced self is the relative or conventional self conditioned by actions of previous moments of body, speech and mind living together with our original nature. And I think, uh, you know, our sense of separate self comes from there. Okay, so now I'm going to read the case, and then we will read it all together. So, um, I will uh, follow Tenzin Zinke's lead and translate active consciousness as karmic consciousness, um, as I, you know, just to defined it simply as like our regular everyday waking consciousness. Case thirty-seven: Guishan's active consciousness. Introduction: Driving away the plowman's ox, pulling its nose around, taking away the hungry man's food. Holding his throat tight, is there anyone who can administer poison? The case. Wei Shan asked Yang Shang, if someone suddenly said all sentient beings just have active consciousness, karmic consciousness, boundless and unclear, with no fundamental to rely on. How would you prove it in experience? Yang Shang said, if a monk comes, calls. If the monk comes, (laughs) I call him, hey, you. If the monk turns his head, I say, what is it? If he hesitates, I say, not only is their karmic consciousness boundless and unclear, they have no fundamental to rely on. Guishan said, good. Okay, let's read that together. The introduction. Driving away the plowman's ox, pulling his nose around, taking
1: away the hungry man's food, holding his throat tight. Is Is there there anyone who can administer
0: poison? (coughs) The case. Gray-Shan asked long if if someone suddenly said, all all sentient beings just just have active consciousness, boundless and unclear with no fundamental to rely on, how would you prove it in experience? John, John said, If the monk comes, I call him.
1: Hey, you. If the monk turns his head, I say, What is it? If he hesitates, I say, Not only is their active consciousness boundless and unclear, they had no fundamental to rely
0: on. Okay. Hongjur's commentary says a monk asked Yunyang. The treatise on the flower ornament says that the fundamental affliction of ignorance itself is the immutable knowledge of all buddhas. This principle is most profound and mysterious in the extreme, difficult to comprehend. Oh, you guys have this, right? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: let Okay. Oh, let's, let's read that together. A monk asked Yunnan, The tree's performance sutra
1: says that the fundamental fiction of the universe itself is the immutable knowledge of all Buddhists. This principle is most profound and mysterious in the extreme, extreme, difficult to comprehend. union said, this is most distinctly clear, easy to understand. At, At that, that moment, a boy happened to be sweeping there. Yun Yang called Yung to him, and the boy turned Yung his head. Yu Yang pointed Yung to him Yung and Yung said, Yung Is this not Yung the immutable Yung knowledge? When Yang calls a monk and the monk turns his head, that is precisely the situation.
0: Yun Yang asked the
1: boy. What is your Buddha nature? But the boy looked around at a loss and left. Yama said This is not fundamental friction? If you can comprehend this, then you become Buddha immediately. The word's and the monk's hesitation are no different. The fundamental affliction of ignorance and the boundless, unclear, active consciousness are also the same. When union and Yangshan examined the monks and tested people, they accomplished their aim in this way. As for me, my viewpoint is otherwise. The boy and the monk both had thorough-going, immutable knowledge. Yu Yang and Yang Chan have boundless active consciousness. Anyone who can discern will personally deceive Tian Tong. This verse says, One call, and he turns his head. Do you know the self or not? Vaguely, like the moon through ivy, a crescent at that the child of riches, as soon as he falls on the boundless road of destitution, has such sorrow.
0: <clears throat> so this is the way I understand this case. In the introduction, driving away the plowman's ox, pulling its nose around, and taking away the hungry man's food, holding his throat tight. Is there anyone who can administer poison? The conditioned mind, karmic consciousness, has us by the nose like an ox pulled by a nose ring. The conditioned mind takes nourishment away from us, holding our throats tight, preventing us from taking in the present moment. No one can change this situation. Others cannot practice for you. You must practice yourself. The verse, one call and he turns his head. We innately have the true foundation to rely on. We are the immutable knowledge of the Buddhas, demonstrated by one call, and we spontaneously turn our heads. The immediate intimacy of call and response is a mystery. Who, what calls? Who, what responds? What is the interaction of call and response? What is it? What is that? Is it a recognition? Is it a meeting? Is it a a recognition of what? A meeting of what? Do you know the self or not? We misidentify ourselves as being a separate self from a simple error of perception in the way the five aggregates, form, feeling, perception, intention, and consciousness present themselves to us. Basically, they present themselves as objects, as phenomena outside me for a subject, the subject is me, I perceive something outside me where I am here, and it is out there. But interestingly, I also perceive myself as an object that I can identify, define, take charge of, condemn, applaud, promote, defend, etc this is all the stuff out there separate from me doing things to me or happening to me this is a simplified description of the way we create the sense of a separate self but if we study this whole thing very closely we begin to see interesting things when in a moment where there is a strong sense of the separate self we can look at that (coughs) self and investigate it carefully. We can see, and then we can see the whole thing disintegrate into thin air. Now, this is very difficult to do in the moment when it, you know, but you can do it later when you remember the moment. You can go back and look very closely, and you will begin to get to see that and uh, study it. And it's something that we can sense and distinguish in the body, so we can study it. Uh, With close investigation, we experience its transparency, and then other beings and things move from the background into the foreground, into clear focus, and we understand and sense something of our inseparability from everyone and everything. And there's a great sense of relief. The phrase from the Genjo Koan, to study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be actualized by myriad things. This is Dogen's direct, concise description of that experience. That's what it sounds like to me. Vaguely, like the moon through ivy, a crescent at that, The monk hesitating to answer is a description of living through the veil of delusion. It is unclear, fragmented, incoherent view. But to me, this is a beautiful image of a crescent moon, it's bright silvery light filtered by the patterns of the ivy. And um, surely this image describes something of what we experience as human beings, our true being, our Buddha nature, obscured by the ivy of karmic consciousness, our ancient twisted karma from beginningless time. Further on in the comment, the commentary says, Tian Tong uses the vague, indistinct new moon, now hidden, now shining in the misty ivy, though not full and bright, to versify how this monk is half light half dark, seeming to be there, seeming to be absent. And isn't this also another accurate description of what we experience, seeming to be here, seeming to be absent? The commentary calls this the gate of secret concealment and revelation existing together. To me, this says we can only study what we can see that is the separate self. But with that study, the veil obscuring our true nature is lifted. A child of riches, as soon as he falls on the boundless road of destitution, has such sorrow. This is a reference to the story in the Lotus Sutra of the son who leaves his home, misunderstanding his being, following karmic consciousness, forgot his true nature, a child of great riches. The longer he forgot his nature, the greater his sorrow. His suffering eventually becomes a blessing to which he humbly submits, leading him back to his father and the recognition of his true nature. In Being Upright, Tension Zinke says, the fundamental delusion of human beings is the belief that we exist separately And independently from the rest of the universe, there is the whole universe, the human thinks, plus something. And that something is me. Once we misunderstand ourselves in this way, it is inevitable that we will will be primarily concerned with this isolated precious self, We will single-mindedly focus on protecting and promoting our separate individual welfare, ignoring our close connection with beings, animate and inanimate. We will act selfishly through greed, hate, and delusion. This is a life of great sorrow, a boundless road of destitution when we take ourselves to be a separate self. And you know, uh, it's it's like pain is sort of relative, you know, you can, if you when you're really sensitive, you feel a little bit of pain, but it really is the same as a really big pain. Uh, And it is in in this case here, being caused by the sense of a separate self, um, it is that little pain kind of starts building up and will lead to bigger, bigger pains. Plus, many consequences. So, the commentary ends with, if you can return home on the road, then you can turn your body back to your father. Haven't you heard it said, if you can turn back the light in an instant of thought, it's the same as original realization? This seems to be a reference to learn the backward step that turns your light inwardly to illuminate yourself. Body and mind of themselves will drop away and your original face will be manifest in Dogen's Spukansa singing. The actions of body, speech and mind based on the diluted foundation of a separate self has real consequences not only in our own life but extends out to the whole world. The core of Buddhist teaching was the fact of dependent co-arising. Everything that exists comes to be by co-arising together. It seems obvious and logical when we stop to think about it that our actions create the world. But the belief that we are separate selves hides and distracts this from us. The Abhidharma says, the world of living beings comes from the karma, actions of all living beings from beginningless time. So we are right now the consequences of the actions of our body, speech and mind that are themselves consequences of the actions of everyone since beginningless time. This is a difficult thing to understand and work with, but we can work with the actions of this here body, speech and mind. On the other hand, we are also simultaneously an eternal, infinite, ungraspable being. We are both the relative and the absolute at once. In this present living moment, both truths are the source of our delusion and affliction. This is another strange and difficult thing to study, accept, and remember in our daily life. This way of being is both dual and non-dual, not dual. It must be just precisely exactly so because the play of the relative and the absolute is what informs us. It is the front and back foot in walking. You see, we have a great gift and a great challenge. We have a great blessing and a great curse. Being human, we have the ability to enact and manifest being from our actions. This is a very pragmatic and helpful way to be for beings who want to learn and develop. And if they're interested in living as loving, creative beings, building a world of harmony with all other beings. We create and manifest our intentions all the time, whether we are aware of it or not. To manifest a world, we need others. And we do manifest a world with others. Don't you want to be conscious of that? The special power of Sangha practicing together is in creating a world based on what we really want grounded on our precious Bodhisattva precepts, a world we are consciously practicing with. This has consequences. May we fully recognize how fortunate we are to be able to study karma, no separate self, and dependent arising, for it is a confirmation of the reality of interconnectedness, of no separate self, and it can lead us to liberate.